Aaron's Journey, the podcast where we talk to professionals in the media industry to help encourage people with disabilities to pursue their dreams. Three, three, two, two, one, one. Got a blast. the Sarkowski and I have my friend Talia Flores with me today because we have a special guest. Good morning everybody, friends of Aaron's and Talia. This is Debbie Derryberry. I'm the voice of Jimmy Neutron, Draculaura, I'm on Monster High, I'm um, the alien on Toy Story and a lot of voices you've heard over the years and I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a pleasure to finally meet you, Debbie. Yes, it's a pleasure to finally meet Jimmy Neutron. I've been a fan of yours for years. Oh, gosh, Tylea, gosh, Aaron, it's really good to meet you guys, too. I brought my dog, Goddard, and I came on my hovercraft. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Aw, uh, thank you. My first question for you, how did your career begin? My career began, I'll make it quick. I've always sang and played guitar. I got my first guitar when I was nine. I've been writing songs ever since. I was a pre-med at UCLA. I was planning on going to medical school, but I always sang and wrote songs and, and stood on the street corners in Westwood and sang songs and opened my guitar case for money and realized when I graduated, uh, I didn't want to go to med school. I wanted to move to Nashville to be a singer. So I moved to Nashville, and the only singing jobs I got were singing like a baby for jingles. So I started making a living singing like a kid, which is, I guess, what my voice still sounds like. And uh, after a few years, I moved back to Los Angeles and signed with a voice agent, and that's the way it's been for decades now, just doing cartoons and sounding like a kid. But I don't... (laughs) I don't do jingles anymore, although I want to, but I still sing and I have a trio, a female three-part uh, trio, like a Dixie Chicks kind of band. Yes. And that's, that's for fun. And I did preschool music for years and years when my son was preschool age. And I have lots of um, albums out and um, I love everything that has to do with voiceover and music. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that you moved to Nashville to be a songwriter because that's one of my dreams as well. I'm I'm a self-published author. I published my first book at 16 years old, and now I'm looking into songwriting, and I love country music, so... And I just just finished taking a class through Future Learn online where it taught me how to write music and I've been studying that for a while. It's very interesting how a country song is laid out. I learned through the School of Hard Knocks, not online, but just, uh, you know, having a a hook and then a good lick and a, a chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, tag. That's the layout for these country songs. Um, so it's 
It's hard to find something that's different than everything that's out there already. Yeah, absolutely. It is especially noticeable, you know, in in today's world when it comes to music, it's it it gets very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, let me shut my office door. Um, I guess anything can be uh, frustrating depending on how you look at it. Um, for me, it's always been about honoring what I love to do. And I encourage other people to really think about where their passion is and what makes them smile and what's easy to go do. What is the thing that you do first before you do anything else you have to do? Well, that's the thing that you need to identify is what you like to do because you want to do it first. Or if you like, sometimes you save, you do all your chores and then do what you love last, like eating. I always eat the stuff I don't like first and save the favorites for last. (laughs) I I agree with her. So I have a question for you. What was your favorite episode to record for Jimmy Neutron? Oh man, that's such a hard question because I love them all, Tylea, but I'll probably... Um, I want to say the movie was the most fun. I loved it. But as we got into the series, we all enjoyed each other's characters so much and learned how to bounce off each other. Um, I love the Valentine's episode so much. And uh, when they're on the deserted island, Jimmy and... and uh, Cindy. Cindy. Yeah. I love that one. Um, Gosh, so many of them. Um, The pizza, the slumber party episode. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. With the pizza. Our writers were so wonderful. It's really hard for me to single out a single one. They're so much fun. (laughs) Ants when pants attack. How great is that one? Yes. Yeah, we, we were talking about that a moment ago, and we were wanting to ask about why that particular episode and, um... Uh, Holly, Joey, Jimmy have not been released. Uh, released as far as uh, digitally. I wish I had the answer for you, Aaron. I, I, I sorry. Is it your dog or mine? No, that's my miniature scavenger. Okay. He's hyper today. My dog is too. There's a squirrel outside eating the bird feed or food, and so I thought it was mine. Um, You know, I wish I had more to do with the production and the release and that end of it, but I'm just the voice, and I don't want to say that as if I'm not anything, but I, you know, I'm the actor that voices the character. I don't own the character. I don't decide where it goes or who sells it or who, who buys it, so... Um, I do think, however, that as the fans start signing the petition page that I'm yes. sure Mark DeCar shared with you, and if you would share it here on this podcast as well, I'm sure once the, the fervor and all the energy gets stronger and stronger, perhaps that sort of thing might happen, releasing those. Oh, okay. Yeah, um... Um, adding to that, how did you get the parts of Jimmy Neutron? Um, as an actor, we generally audition for things called pilots, which are sort of pitches. People come up with these ideas, they make short little cartoons of it, 
and um, from there they see if they like it and they would make a series or a movie well Jimmy Neutron was just another one of those pilots we auditioned for them all the time maybe uh, 10 of them a month maybe 20 a month and uh, Jimmy Neutron auditioned way before we uh, started recording at home um, even before or at the beginning of when we had iPhones it was like 20 years ago I don't know when Jimmy when iPhones came around but you know we were still recording at the at at studios instead of at home so I went into this this studio called Bell Sound I think in Hollywood to record a pilot and I to um, audition and I looked at the list and who was auditioning and everybody was big you know um, I think I saw um, Nancy Cartwright's name and E.G. Daly's and Pam Adlin's and or Pam Adler at the time, uh, Pammy Seagal at the time, I guess. And then, um, you know, Christine Kavanaugh and all the big voices who were textured. When I say textured, oh, I mean, they talk like, like, you know, they have texture in them like that, which yeah. I can't really do. I can do it for two seconds, but those girls can do it for a long time. They have like amazing textury cool voices and my voice is not textury so I I use my version of the little boy which doesn't have any texture in it and I was just lucky that John Davis the creator and director heard something that he liked in my voice and I know for a fact that all the other auditions were amazing I think when we as actors go for an audition and we don't get it it's not because we didn't do an awesome job it's because you don't know what the creator is looking for. So this was what he was looking for. Just like with Sheen, he was looking for an Asian and then he heard she, uh, Jeff Garcia audition and he changed his mind. He was like, no, I want this to be a Latino part. So um, again, that's how I got the part. And it was a very small thing called an interstitial. It was a 10 minute tiny episode. I have another question for you, if you don't mind answering this. Have you ever been to Universal Studios where they have the Nicktoons Blast? Uh, in Florida? Yes, and Jimmy was the main character for it. Did you ever get to go and see the final product? Are you talking about the ride? Yes, the ride. Yes, as a matter of fact, I did go and ride the ride and Universal, the employees there were so kind. They gave me a, sh a shirt and they took us on a private uh, ride and a private tour of the ride. So we got the red carpet treatment. It was I, amazing. I love that ride. I was so sad when they removed it and added Despicable Me to it. I was like, but I want Jimmy. Oh, well, who knows? Maybe it'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, uh, my next question for you, Debbie. Um, what was it like joining the Free Art Parents cast and crew and free crossovers? Yes, I love those crossovers, especially when Jimmy and Timmy start fighting over Sydney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was super fun. Um, on a side note, Tara Strong, who does the voice of Timmy, and I are, you know, we're all good friends here in the voiceover business. She lives very close. Our children play together. She's a great gal. And so going into work with my friends is just a day to go play. 
So it was, uh, it's always great. She's a wonderful actress and I think we um, played well against each other. Uh, it was a long time ago, but it was loads of fun. And Darren Norris is so funny. The whole cast is a tight, wonderful, funny group. Just like Jimmy Neutron's cast is a tight, funny group. So them coming together is just another way to explore our acting and get these characters to um, do what they do best. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm really glad that it went over so well and became so popular. It was weird for me though seeing flat animation instead of the 3D, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of graphics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, for the time it, for the time it was really extraordinary. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what is your most favorite memory about being with the cast? Like do you have any funny memories with the cast or um, I remember for, I think it was my um, my son's birthday when he was little. Um, we had a Jimmy Neutron birthday cake and I had to get permission to get the edible sticker, the edible uh, imprint on the cake. And everybody came and it was, uh, I don't know how many other people had done Jimmy Neutron birthday cakes, but it was pretty great. And the, the store was very afraid to make it. I had to get a release from Nickelodeon saying it was okay. That's interesting. Yeah, but uh, it's really been great to have a voice over my career that stood out and that people remembered me for. I think um, there there are others that people just love so much, like, you know, Neoki on Curious George or, or Draculaura or... Or the- Clay. Clay. I loved you. <laughs> Can't wait for the day when you and I can play. It's true. That was a great one. Yeah, so I'm really glad to have, have Jimmy Neutron stand out to so many people. Do you guys watch F is for Family? I do. I, I've heard about it. And I know who you voice. Well, finish up binging sec- seasons one and two, because on November 30th, season three comes out. And yes. I do about five or six kids, five or six voices on that show. <laughs> it's uh, super fun. Yeah, um, other than other than the characters you have mentioned in Geo Neutron, you also do a Coco Bandicoot. That's right. Another You also played Tinkerbell in a Peter Pan in a Peter Pan animated series. Peter Pan and the Pirates, right? I was Tinkerbell's first voice ever. That was a super fun show with Tim Curry and uh, Tony Jay and Jason Marsden, Scotty Manville. Oh, what a great cast. Yeah, and uh, and two, working with the Crash Bandicoot cast, uh, what would you say that was like for you? Well, uh, I don't expect uh, people who aren't do, don't do voice acting to know this, but in video games, we don't record together. You know, we may show up uh, and see each other in the waiting room, in the, but um, yeah, we don't ever get behind the mic together, or rarely, I should say. So although I know all these people, I love them, I love Lex Lang, I went to his wedding, I love his wife, we just are a very tight community, but uh, we record separate, so it wasn't really a group thing, although it's fun to be involved with it, and when we go to conventions and people see us together, they love that, so at conventions are where we get to really have fun and be together. Yeah, uh, yeah. as you're mentioning that about conventions, uh, what was the experience in the Junior Trauma Reunion panel like? 
the Comic-Con. Yes, LA Comic-Con this past weekend. Oh my gosh. We had, we did a... Sorry about that, my dog. I'll wait till he calms down a little bit. We did a 30-minute panel, and there were about, I don't know, between two and 3,000 people there, I want to say. And then um, afterwards, we went to our signing tables and signed autographs for a while. And the people that were there were serious, wonderful fans. And uh, the excitement was just unbelievable it was such a jimmy neutron day and all of us were there and we're just itching to get back and do more jimmy neutrons so i'm hoping that everyone who was there signed the petition and everybody who's on this podcast maybe you can mention what the, the petition is and yeah we will do that that'd be so great hashtag bring jimmy back <laughs> uh Okay, so uh, my next question for you, Debbie. Um, for people who want to get into voice acting, what advice would you give them? Well, first and foremost, I would say go get my book, VoiceOver, How to Succeed as a Voice Actor, VoiceOver 101. It's available on Amazon or in the Samuel French bookstores, or uh, it's available as a um, Kindle or as a hardcover. And... I pretty much poured everything about how to get into voiceover into that book. Uh, You basically need to be an actor, get a voice demo, get an agent, and start auditioning. Mm -hmm. And there's a nice, uh, um, there's some good advice on D. Baker Bradley's, D. Bradley Baker's um, website as well. And I think it's called, I Want to Be a Voice Actor. Yeah, and yeah, and now that you mentioned that, you do you do run your own courses, right? I do. I have two classes coming up. I only take five or six students. I do it in my studio in Los Angeles. I also teach online via Skype or Facebook. I'm FaceTime. And people can always contact me from my website, DebbieGaryBerry.com. And my beginning classes are awesome. And I have an advanced class. I do have a children's class coming up. I don't teach that often. But I'll I can schedule doing that. Pardon? I'll be interested in doing that. Where do you live? Florida. Oh, so you could take advantage of uh, my Skype classes or my FaceTime uh, privates. I don't have Skype classes, sorry. Skype privates or FaceTime privates. That'll, I, be, that'll be awesome. I do have a group class coming up uh, on Eliza Jane, Eliza Jane Snyder. She has a a Skype group class that I'll be uh, teaching. I don't know if it's full or not, but you can go to her site and see if there's any openings left for that Skype group class. I think it's, I want to say it's in January. Anyway, I'm sure it's on her site, but uh, always available to help out people for voiceover. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have a couple more questions for you, Debbie, if you don't mind. All right, and then uh, we can wrap up because I need to get to my auditions. You guys have been so great, but shoot, let me hear them. Um, Do you have any final thoughts and words of wisdom for your fans? Um, I have a couple things. One is for everybody to spay and neuter their dogs and cats so that we don't have so many extra pets in the shelters that don't get homes. 
and to just take great care of your pets. Secondly, I want everybody to do what they love. I know that sounds very simple, but I mentioned it at the top of this interview, and it's really important to find out what it is you love to do and really pursue it. And if you're not sure, just go to college and start taking any sort of classes, and it will come to you. And I just wish everybody happiness and um, excitement and to love life and to appreciate everything that we have. Everything you have is a blessing. You guys getting to do this podcast and one thing leading to another, just run through any door that opens for you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, my last one, how can people get in touch with you? On my website, debbiederryberry.com, there's a contact Debbie button. It's that easy. Um, you can also contact me on my face, uh, Debbie Derryberry's World on Facebook. Okay. Please be sure to like that. Please follow me on Instagram. It's at Debbie Derryberry, and that's spelled D-E-B-I-D-E-R-R-Y-B-E-R-R-Y. And at Debbie Derryberry is good for your Instagram and your uh, Twitter, and I'd love to have all you on my Twitter. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, Debbie Derryberry, um, I'd like to thank you for uh, joining the podcast today, and it, was, and it was an honor meeting you. It was such an honor. You guys are great. A big shout out to your mom, Erin. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I want you two to be successful and happy and glad I could be on your show. Have a great day. Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. 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 If you'd like to continue to be a part of Erin's journey, consider donating to the podcast monthly. Head on over to my anchor page for more information on how to get exclusive bonus content and more.